Beltone Hearing Aid Center presents The Drive. Ready, fight! The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, it's good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Wednesday, October 31st edition. Your drive begins now here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We've got college football rankings to talk about. We'll take your phone calls as we're also getting in closer to Marshall taking on Southern Miss coming up later on the program as well. Hope to hear from Mitch Jacobs. Marshall making their final push in volleyball. You know, the tournament's being hosted in Huntington. So... Big reason to get behind the herd and support them. Hope that they can make the tournament. So we've got all that and your phone calls at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. So like many of you, I'm sure, last night got home and decided I'm going to watch the college football playoff ranking show. One hour of trying to make the rankings seem like a big deal. So much pageantry going on, and of course, once you reveal the rankings, that's all you need, right? Because the speculation doesn't mean anything week one, right? Doesn't mean anything? Maybe it does. Of course, we're going to do that ourselves. So it does mean something. And these are going to change. I'll go from bottom to top. Now, Virginia came in at number 25. Iowa State was 24th. Then you had Fresno State coming in at 23rd. Boston College, 22nd. NC State, 5-2. I was surprised they actually made the top 25, but they did, 21. Texas A&M comes in at 20. Syracuse comes in at 19. Mississippi State comes in at 18. Then you've got Texas. Texas losing didn't help their case. They drop to 17. Then there's Iowa coming in at 16. Penn State, they're 14. I'm sorry, I skipped over Utah, as many people do. They are 15. Then you got West Virginia. West Virginia's 13th. They're 6-1, and and they're 13th. Who's ahead of West Virginia? Well, UCF. The committee deems UCF right now the better team than West Virginia. Florida, at 6-2, comes in above 13th-ranked West Virginia. They're 11. Ohio State at 7-1. They're 10. Kentucky. At 9-7-1, Washington State came in at 8 with their 7-1 record. Oklahoma, 7-1, and they're number 7. Then there's Georgia at 6. Michigan is at 5. Notre Dame is at 4. They're undefeated at 8-0. LSU, they are number 3, and they are 7-1. Clemson comes in with their 8-0 record, number 2. And then there's Alabama right there, number 1. 8-0. Alabama, Clemson, I think those two are the locks to get in. I think Clemson's probably the most locked. I don't think there's going to be anything stopping them from getting in. Alabama, on the other hand, Alabama might have a test or two remaining. It's fair to say, right? I think it's fair to say because... Alabama plays in what is regarded to be the toughest conference in college football. I think that's completely fair to say. They're in the SEC. So even though Alabama's been running the SEC for a long time, I mean, just owning it as of late, 
They've got a test in front of them. Why? Because, well, they're going to have to face off against LSU. So we're going to see LSU and Alabama. Alabama wins. They're staying at one. If LSU wins, you got to move them up. But then where does Alabama go? And we have seen a couple of times where if you don't win your division, you don't get to your championship game, you can still get in as one of the best teams in college football because the whole point of this is, according to the committee, put the four best teams in the playoff. That's what they're looking for. So they they put Notre Dame at number four, and I thought that was fair. They cited a few things about LSU, their schedule. You look at LSU's schedule. What makes them the number three team? Well, They've beaten everybody except number 22, Florida. And Florida comes in at 11. Florida's got a 6-2 and two record. They come in at 11. So that's not a terrible loss as far as the committee was concerned. And it was early on, a few weeks ago. So now LSU's got an opportunity to prove themselves against Alabama. And then the rest of the way, it's Arkansas, poor Rice, and then Texas A&M. That's your regular schedule. Now, Alabama, you look at what they've got to go through. Alabama, I still think they're probably the second lock team. Clemson's the definite. Even though they're number two, they're the definite. But Alabama still has to go through Mississippi State, the Citadel, poor Bulldogs. And then they got to face off against uh, underperforming Auburn. And then after that, if they've beaten LSU, they're going to, of course, play for an SEC championship. So Alabama is probably the second locked team here. But LSU's got something to say about that. Notre Dame, on the other hand, I don't see anything stopping Notre Dame. Notre Dame, if they don't get in, they have shot themselves in the foot. What's left on Notre Dame's schedule? Now, Notre Dame's going to run the table. But Notre Dame has Northwestern, all of a sudden, if you're Michigan, if you are Ohio State, you're kind of like, yeah, let's let's pull for Northwestern. Then you got Florida State, Syracuse, and then USC. Northwestern's 5-3. and They'll be a, a tough test, I'm sure, but I think Notre Dame wins that. Florida State, I think Notre Dame wins that. Syracuse, I'll give the nod to Notre Dame there. And then USC, I'm going to give the nod to as well. They're at USC. They're at Northwestern, home against Florida State and Syracuse. Outside looking in. Michigan. Georgia. Let's not forget Michigan. Because Michigan's in a situation where they're probably waiting. Again, these are the initial rankings right now. Schedule's not complete. Michigan sitting at 7-1. and one. How does Michigan improve their resume? They're 5 already. They beat Penn State. Then they got Rutgers. They've got Indiana. Don't sleep on Indiana. And then they've got Ohio State. If Michigan, if this is their year, because they already beat Sparty, and now if they beat Penn State, they've got smooth sailing, they think, until Ohio State, or at least I think, they beat Ohio State, then do you slot them in one of those four? Because at that point, LSU or Alabama, after their game, somebody's going to have a loss. If it's LSU, they're out of the top four. If they lose to Alabama, 
as good as you think they are, I think you have to slot them a couple spots. Then you've got Alabama, Clemson, and I don't think Clemson's going anywhere. They're in. It's not definitive just yet, but Clemson's in. Clemson's getting in. I mean, look what's left on their schedule. In the regular season, they have to contend with Louisville, Boston College, Duke, and South Carolina. That's their schedule right there. I think they're getting in. I don't see any problem whatsoever coming out of the ACC if you're Clemson. So Clemson's in. Alabama has to be a lock until otherwise proven not. LSU's probably going to be the one out. And then that leaves Notre Dame. Notre Dame runs the table. And then you're looking at Michigan. Michigan's probably going to slide in. Now, you could probably make the case for Georgia, but again, Georgia's got to play their way in. And does Georgia get in if they go up against an Alabama team and win that? Then you got to look at this and go, okay, they're in, right? They've won the SEC. Not so fast. Because, again, we've seen situations before where that's not been the case. But you would hope you look at the conference championship and say, all right, this is how it's going to be. But then who gets bumped? Because you've got to look at it from this point of view. Big Ten champ is sitting right there. And if Michigan runs the table, Notre Dame runs the table, then you're looking at probably Notre Dame. I think so. I think you're looking at Notre Dame if they run the table. Michigan runs the table the rest of the way. I think they've got to get in. And then that leaves Clemson. They're going to run the table. Clemson's in. And then Alabama. If Alabama runs the table, no problem. No confusion. No chaos. If Alabama drops one, where do they drop that? If they drop one to LSU, maybe they still have an outside shot looking in. If they drop maybe Georgia, where do you put Georgia? Where do you put Alabama? And still you've got other teams that sticking out there in striking distance because Ohio State can make an issue right away and say, look, we lost one. We beat Michigan if they run the table. Kentucky, Kentucky's make or break is Georgia. I think that's fair to say. Kentucky and Georgia make or break. That game is what's going to settle it for one of those two schools early. But Kentucky's getting some respect, and so they should. Washington State right there at 7-1. They're not getting in. Sorry. Washington State does not get in. Oklahoma, if they run the table, maybe there's a chance. West Virginia at 13, do they get in? Can they get in? Is there enough for them to overcome? Can they do it? I don't know if you go past 10, 11, and think, all right, some of these teams have a chance here. I think if you stop at 10, these are the teams that have a chance. Ohio State has a chance. Kentucky has a chance. Washington State has a chance. Oklahoma has a chance. Georgia has a chance. Michigan has the best shot of anybody right now from the outside looking in. LSU, Alabama, 
they should settle at least short term where the committee's going to go on that one. LSU wins. They're going to help their cause. Alabama wins. Well, that opens the door for somebody else. And then you're hoping that Notre Dame loses. Because Notre Dame does not get in if they don't run the table. So if they win out, they run the table, I think they've got to be in. And then I've already just told you, I'm just bank it right now. Bank it. Clemson's in. And I think UCF has got some opportunity to move up the ladder, but UCF at 12 and hasn't played anybody yet. You look at you you look at UCF's schedule and think to yourself here, hey, you know what? This is a team that once upon a time was in the Mid-American Conference. And Marshall was uh, a little ahead of them at the time. Yeah, I need to run that in, just to point that out. I know that's not going to make you happy. But what's left on the schedule for UCF? Well, you've got Temple, you've got Navy, you've got Cincinnati and South Florida. Cincinnati and South Florida are pretty good. And so I think those are going to be the two games that help the resume for UCF. Navy's just a name. Navy. They're two and six. That's a name. Temple, we're not talking basketball here. So where does uh, UCF gain ground? Well, beating Cincinnati and South Florida, but that's not going to be enough. They're going to rise up. They're going to, even though the committee's not giving them credit, they're going to rise up again. But the committee's maybe based on this year, uh, I think there's a little kick in from last year as well. Still, you can't look at what UCF has done and think, yeah, they don't deserve a shot. They go undefeated. They're going to get an access bowl. They're pretty much the access bowl participant until otherwise told no. But UCF is going to be up there, but not getting in. So just cross them off right now. Florida does not get in. Cross them off. Ohio State. From Ohio State on, everybody's got a chance here. Everyone's got a chance. West Virginia, I think, is on the outside looking in. They could probably help their resume, but I don't think the Big 12 resume is going to be good enough for the playoff because you still got Alabama. You still got Clemson. You still got Notre Dame. You still got Michigan. You still got LSU. And can you honestly tell me that West Virginia gets in over Michigan? West Virginia gets in over Notre Dame. West Virginia gets in over LSU. West Virginia gets in over Clemson. West Virginia gets in over Alabama. Well, the answer to that is no. They do not. They do not. LSU and Alabama are going to sort a few things out for us, but Alabama is my lock for one or two. Clemson's my other lock. And that leaves probably your Big Ten champion. I'm going to say Michigan. Ohio State's still in striking distance. Again, They've got ground to gain, and they can gain it quickly. So Notre Dame right now, you're hoping, if you're all these other schools, that they lose. You're just hoping they lose. Get them out of the way. Get them out of the equation. But I don't think they're going to. And so they're going to get back in. It just comes down to, all right, does the Big Ten get in? Does the SEC have two? Because Clemson's coming in. Clemson's getting in. The resume is too good right now. Alabama, Alabama's just been destroying everybody. If they do the same to LSU, well, I think you're going to settle it. You're going to have SEC, ACC, Notre Dame if they hold on, and you're going to have Big Ten.
304-399-8255 is the local number. Toll free is 877-420-8255. we got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday edition of The Drive. Happy Halloween. Safe trick-or-treat going on tonight for those of you listening to us live. Going to be at the Campbell County Courthouse 6 to 8. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, a proud sponsor of that. So hope to see you down at Safe Trick-or-Treat tonight for those of you listening to us live. Thanks for listening. And of course, for those of you listening to us on the podcast, and don't forget, you can always subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. We're on TuneIn. You can find us on Spotify as well, or just go to our website at WRVC.com. We've been talking a lot about the first rankings, college football playoff. Um, They try to explain a little bit of what they're doing, and I'm not going to give it to you all, but just to boil it down, it's pretty much what they feel like, okay, we don't look at anybody's rankings. We go in, we rank. AP, coaches, poll, none of that's going to influence them, what they say. So throw those out. And then they look at, okay, we're going to rank them. And then we're going to look at the wins and losses based on our rankings. So you can look at this and say, hey, this team lost, but it was a high-ranked team. They lost. Okay, yeah, it was a high-ranked team in this poll. Maybe that doesn't weigh as much in this poll. Because if you're looking at this, and you should, West Virginia, 6-1, and one, they're 13. They lost to 24th-ranked Iowa State. So, of course, it doesn't hurt the resume as much. It helps Iowa State. I'm sure there's going to be so many of these debates, but I just don't think anybody from 11 on is getting in. West Virginia might have a shot. I don't think they're getting in, but I'm not going to say they don't get in. I I just don't think that anyone from 11 on gets in. But West Virginia, if they run the table in the Big 12, what's the argument then? If they're they're undefeated the rest of the way, what's the argument to keep them out? And, of course, it depends again. You've got Alabama's locked. Alabama wins out. They're in. Clemson, if they went out, they're locked. They're in. If Michigan wins out, they're possibly in because I don't think LSU gets in with two losses. I don't think a two-loss LSU team gets in over a one-loss Michigan team and an undefeated Notre Dame. I think a one-loss Alabama team could get in. And I kind of think maybe, uh, depending when it comes, maybe a one-loss Clemson team gets in? I don't know. But if I was a betting man, I would say Alabama and Clemson are the closest thing you've got to a guarantee. With LSU right now trying to make sure that they – make their case. How does LSU make their case? They go out and beat Alabama. Then they make their case. Notre Dame wins out. They've made their case. Michigan wins out. There's five right there. There's five teams that have a legit argument. 
And, of course, if Alabama wins out, of course, that eliminates Georgia, Kentucky from this conversation. Again, Washington State does not get in. So it comes down to Michigan, Ohio State, possibly. I'm leaning towards Michigan. Oklahoma, what Oklahoma does the rest of the way. West Virginia, if they run the table in the Big 12 the rest of the way, they could say, look, we're the Big 12 champion. We've got as as good a resume as anybody. Why don't we get in? So the arguments are there to be had. We'll talk more about this throughout the week. And, of course, it's just week one means nothing because after Saturday you throw this thing out. You actually can throw this thing out now because it won't mean anything. They're going to throw it out. And you might have been ranked sixth in this this week. You might get ranked seventh next week because, again, they're going to go ahead and re-rank you. They're not going to do the old, okay, you know what, they're six, they won, team below them or lost, and team above them lost. Okay, we'll move them up. Not doing that. Which, in a way, I kind of like the fact they're resetting. They're just sitting down and going, okay. Really, what they're doing is just like, I think all this is is practice. I don't think this means anything other than, all right, we're going to go in and we're just going to start working this every week. And this is what, if, if it happened today, here's what it looks like. If it happened now, it's not going to happen now, but if it happened now, here's what it looks like. Because at the end of the day, they're going to go into that final ranking and go, you know what? Hey, we re-rank them every week, and guess what? All those other times, it didn't, yeah, they mean something, but no. Basically, this is establishing a baseline for them. They're establishing themselves a baseline, so... If you're on this ranking and you're playing somebody in this ranking, LSU, if Alabama beats LSU, hey, Alabama beat the number three team on the resume. Looks good there. It's resume building. All right, when we come back from break, I hope to hear from Mitch Jacobs. We're going to talk to him about Marshall Volleyball. If not, we'll open up the fun lines for you. We've got more on the way. It's The Drive brought to you by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. On ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Welcome back to the October 31st edition. The Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, and we want to welcome to the program now head coach of the Marshall Volleyball Team, Mitch Jacobs. And I want to get Coach on because big push coming ahead. Um, It's time to um, get the um, fans in the stands and uh, help Root this herd team on. Hopefully, we're talking. Uh, we're talking a birth into the tournament. That's the big deal here. We want to get into the tournament, coach. So, how can we help? What do we need to do? <laughs> yeah, well, we got to be perfect from here. Um, you know, we've we've just had our had our bumps and bruises, and you know, being young, so we're we're fighting. But it's uh, the league's really good this year, and so they've you got a lot of junior, senior orientated teams. Um, but our kids are fighting hard, you know. I mean, we, we play everybody we play from here is above us in the stands in the in the standings. Uh, we've got to play our best. Uh, you know, it'd be great. We've got some seniors that are playing in their last weekend at home. Uh, for people to come out, support them. Uh, you know, we can use every every ounce of help we can get. Have you been pleased at least that there's still fight in this team? I, I know. You, 
teams sometimes, for whatever reason, whatever the makeup of a team, at a certain point they just pack it in and want the season to be over. Uh, that hasn't been the case with your squad. Well, we hope not. I mean, you know, we just we just went on the road last week. We had a very tough road trip. Uh, Southern Miss and North Texas are two of the hardest places to play in. Uh, we fought really good. I thought both sets one and two in both gyms, we were alert. We played hard. We played better than we, you know, we just played well. Uh, we just got beat. You know, both those teams are, are pretty loaded. So they're going to, you know, and I hate to say the fact that, you know, they're all going to be here. They'll, those two will definitely be here. We play FAU and FAU this weekend. They'll definitely be here. We play Charlotte uh, at Charlotte to finish off the conference year. Of course, we got we go to WVU this year in between there. All those teams will be here in the tournament. Um, you know, really, it's, if we can win out and knock Charlotte off in the last one, that's our really our only shot. We, uh, we can knock Charlotte out. Um, if they only win one of their last three, meaning and we beat them, then uh, we could possibly get that tiebreaker. Mitch Jacobs is joining us on the program, and it's an obvious question, but how important is it for your squad to, to be able to to get past these next few games, get into that tournament, uh, even though you're going to be the low seed? How important is it? I know it's an obvious question. It is. I mean, of course we'd want to be in the tournament, you know, and it's, you know, really terrible how the how the years, you know, worked out where we're uh, going to be hosting this year, and it's not one of our best teams. So you know, we had a young team that was you know last year when a few kids decided to jump ship, and you know you you, you can say hey we we might have had a lot more talent coming back, and it might have been a different year, but really it's just it's just about the kids that are here that are fighting that are playing for us now, and that's all we got to care about. And uh, it's really about the process now and growing them. You know, I think this group wants to be here, likes being here. Uh, you know, it hasn't been the season they'd hoped, but you, you keep trying to explain. I mean, there's a process to this. And when you're, when you're very young, which we are, you got to go through that process. And you, you got to learn how to win. You got to learn how to fight. You got to learn how to play hard enough, long enough. And uh, I think these guys are learning that, but they're learning it's a hard lesson to learn when you think you got the answers and now you're realizing you didn't have the answers and now they're listening even more and we just got to keep, you know, keep pushing. We, we hope, Hey, we can go out on a four Oh run, win it or don't win it. That's a, you know, get in, don't get in. That's, that's the way we hope to end it. But, uh, you know, just knowing our kids, knowing where we got, knowing what we're, you know, knowing the injuries we have and the, and the people that won't be playing over the next few games, you know, it's going to be a big, going to be uphill battle so i mean i know herd fans expect volleyball to be at the top it's been a very tough year and uh you know we just got to keep fighting you know don't give up on us because this group is a group that we can really build on friday six o'clock sunday one o'clock you're taking on basically the entire state of florida at least the conference usa version of it (laughs) just taking on florida yeah Yeah, and you know fau i think is number two in the league right now so they're obviously fighting hard to keep that high rate. You know, they, they want to keep their high level because they don't have all the tiebreakers. So, you know, if we knock them off and they might drop another one, they can drop all the way to, you know, fifth, sixth. And, you know, if they take care of business, they can stay in second. Um, 
FIU is right there in that pack. You know, they're fighting to move into the top four or into the bottom four. But I think they're, those two are pretty solid in making the tournament. We talked about briefly uh, earlier how good the conference is this year. How strong is it uh, compared to uh, the rest of the country? Do you see uh, multiple teams getting in? I know you're concerned about yourself and taking care of your business right now, but just looking at the conference, uh, where does this conference shape up compared to the rest of the country in your estimation? Yeah, well, you know, honestly, if Rice, I think if Rice wins out and wins the tournament, then we might be a one-bid league again. But UTSA has made a good run. FAU's made a really big push. Their RPIs have gotten a lot better, and it'll really matter how they match up in the tournament. Western Kentucky's got a good RPI. So, really, if you, you know, if you end up, you know, with Rice's RPI, they can they can withstand playing that eighth game. But if somebody upsets, you know, say five wins, or somebody upsets two or three, and then Rice, you know, and some of those higher seeds like if FAU, uh, UTSA, Rice, Western, if they all take care of business in the first round, then they could possibly all take care of business. You know, if it, if it wins out the right way, then we could easily have two in there. I think if anybody defeats Rice in the tournament, we'll definitely have two in there. And I think Rice's RPI right now is somewhere in the, in the low 20s, high teens, low 20s, somewhere in that area. So it's really, um, you know, and, and we have a team that was right there, right, where we're, we've got uh, one match point against them uh, in 3-0, and we end up losing that and end up losing in five. So, you know, we have a team that can that can play real well at times. They just got to maintain it. So we just got to do our thing and, and however it shapes out. You know, if we get two in the tournament, that'll be great. I think the league is really getting on. Uh, it's coming into its own. It's not really a senior-driven league, but it's, you know, the top teams have a couple real good seniors, but they've got a lot of great juniors. And so the league really could hit a whole nother apex next year where maybe we can go back to seven, eight years ago when we when we had three teams in the tournament. Mitch Jacobs joins us. Marshall Volleyball this weekend, Friday, 6 p.m., Sunday, 1 p.m. Of course, uh, as I recommend to folks, uh, if you go to volleyball, take your radio with us. You can, listen to, you can listen to your high school football as you watch the volleyball team. That's, yeah, not, that, I, that's how I, it's going to work. I don't see getting a lot of... I don't see getting a lot of Huntington High and uh, and Spring Valley people this weekend, but that's well understood. I mean, that's one versus four in the state, and I know how exciting high school football is. I wish both those teams luck, man. I'd like to see one of our teams from the area get to that state championship and win it. Well, I'm just suggesting what they can do is uh, they can they can come support you, start out with you. Yeah, I mean, they could go. Come on, you know, seven seven thirty. Come on, they they got they got plenty of time. Mitch, they can do both. Yeah, they can do guys, both. The game at Hunting is the game at Huntington. Uh, it's a Spring Valley, Valley this year. Okay, well, it's a little little longer drive, but hey, man, love to come out come out to the game, see us play for a little bit. Uh, Sunday, though, you know, to just support our seniors, go off on the right, you know, send them out on the right. Note, you know, show them how uh, you respect the time they put into this program and. You know, I hate for them that it hasn't been the year that they'd hoped, but uh, they've been real good leaders. Our, our seniors are leaving the program better uh, than the last class, and that's that's what you got to do. You know, two years ago we finished second in the league. We thought we were on the right track, and then we took a took a hit last year. So this senior class this year, they've they've been great, and uh, especially Shelby Lolo. They've been here four years. They've uh, they've really pushed 
And I think they've led. I think they've really shown our young players what they should be doing. Now it's just up to our young players to pay attention. Mitch Jacobs, our guest, Marshall Volleyball, Friday, 6 p.m. against Florida Atlantic. Sunday, 1 p.m. against Florida International. And then off to Morgantown to take on West Virginia. You've got Charlotte on the road, and then uh, that means after you win all four of those, right back here for the tournament. So uh, that's my game plan. I I hope that's your game plan. I'm sure it is. You know, we got a kid in Amber Weber who um, could set a new Marshall record for single-season digs. Uh, She can can do that in the next four. Uh, Sierra DeBell is is really moving up the charts. It's it's hard to remove Kelly Billingy from any of those numbers, but after Kelly, you've got, you know, some great players and Steph Cahill and some other past players that have put up some big numbers and Sierra could really move past about, you know, that she's, she's a great player. She could really move past about everybody on that list for Kelly. Um, so we do have a couple great underclassmen that we really can build this thing on, you know, Amber, a junior coming back, Sierra, a sophomore coming back. So that's, those, those are big for us. And, you know, we've got some real talent in the younger classes. So, you know, come on out. I, I think it's a good bet. It's just a good brand of volleyball, win or lose. It is really a good brand of volleyball at Conference USA's plan. Mitch Jacobs, our guest. Again, Friday, Florida Atlantic. Sunday, Florida International. Both at the Cam Henderson Center. Good luck, Coach. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it, Paul. Sorry I couldn't get down to the studio tonight, buddy. Hey, it's raining outside for those who are listening to the show live is and on the really? podcast. Yeah, it's raining outside, man. We, I'm still we, in my office, man. Yeah, we don't yeah. want you to mess up the hair. Don't worry, man. You're good. Uh, been in been in the office since you know five thirty this morning, man. We just gotta gotta get ready for FAU. But I promise next time I'll get down. It doesn't matter, rain or shine. You know I'll get down to that studio for you. All right, man. Good luck. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Blue. Bye bye. That's Miss Jacobs. When we come back from break, we're gonna take some of your phone calls and wrap this show up at the same time. That's right. Final segment's coming up. It's the drive brought to you by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. Buckle up, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Welcome back to the Wednesday edition. It's Halloween, trick-or-treat, all of that's going on, at least in our area. I don't know if it's trick-or-treat or Halloween, wherever you're listening, but uh, here tonight... In our home base, Huntington, West Virginia, we've got trick-or-treat, Halloween, all that stuff coming up tonight. Our producer, Gabriel Sellers, is dressed up as someone who's interested in the program today. Thanks. Good job, Gabriel. Yeah, we didn't do the costumes here. Sorry. No no costumes on the program today. Sorry. Uh, I know you're disappointed here, but um, we'll, we'll do better next time. We will completely do better. Uh, if you're not going out tonight or you're um, going to watch some Sports after the kids go round up the candy. Don't get into it. It's the kids' candy. There's some action going on tonight. NBA, Indiana's taking on New York. That's going to be 8 o'clock tonight on ESPN. San Antonio at Phoenix tonight, 10.30 p.m. on ESPN as well. So NBA doubleheader. The National Hockey League tonight. Chicago Blackhawks at the Vancouver Canucks. Um, That's going to be... 10 o'clock tonight on the Mighty NHL Network. So it's a light night in sports. I'll have to check out the plus and see what's going on. Um, I've really, after a few months saying, I'm not doing this, I've really really gotten into the plus. The plus is uh, the gift that keeps on giving for me. 
just because one, I'm I'm using the hockey a lot, and the video quality isn't really good. I'm not getting any kickback from ESPN on this, just to tell you about this, but the the video quality has been really good. Now, there's nothing really on for me to watch tonight, but the hockey's been there. Uh, the herd's going to be there. A lot of games are going to be there. Uh, Thursday night, Capitals, Canadians, NHL, that's going to be a good one. Thursday, Blackhawks and Oilers as well. So you get a couple good games there. But the Thundering Herd Sports, that's going to be on the plus. A lot of games. Volleyball tournament is going to be on the plus as well. So you got a lot of reasons why to buy the plus. And I had someone call me earlier today, so I'm glad I remembered that, asking me, hey, how do I watch the game? Again, it's based on the provider, and this week it's Stadium. And so Stadium's got the game. How do you stream it on the websites? Well, find them on Facebook. That's basically my advice to everybody. Find them on Facebook and then like their page. Then you can start looking and seeing, hey, where can I um, where can I watch this thing? And they will have links, reminders to when the game comes live. So if you if you scroll on Stadium, go to the Facebook page, then you can like it. They'll have, hey, we're going to have this game, have this game. Uh, click that you're interested in that event because a lot of the providers are using Facebook and setting up events. So click that you're interested in that event, then you'll be reminded. Not that you would forget, but you'll be reminded. Um, also, here's another way. If you've got – I don't know if it's true for Apple TV. I don't have one. But I've got the Amazon stick. If you are using the Facebook Watch app on Amazon, you link up your Facebook account, you should be able to find that quicker on your app. Plus, I was told, I haven't verified this, I haven't watched this, but I was told that Pluto has Stadium as well. So you should be able to watch it on Pluto, which is, again, that's an app you can get on your Amazon Fire Stick. I'm sure Roku's got it. I don't have a Roku, so I can't verify that. Um, Apple TV, I know it's got to be there. But the best way is, of course, go through the Facebook. And then um, Charlotte game is going to be on the plus for those of you not coming to watch the game. The final two games, UTSA will be on the stadium. And then FIU is going to be on stadium as well. Again, stadium Facebook for the Charlotte UTSA game. You'll be at the game, right? You're coming. You're coming. Stadium the rest of the way. Then we'll see what happens with the scheduled Conference USA Championship game. Or do they have to play? They don't have to play. But do they play an extra game? Say like South Carolina might Say, look, we need an extra game. We need we need to get six wins. You owe us a game. You're not playing for the East Championship slot in the Conference Championship game. You're not playing in that slot. Here's a few extra dollars. Come on down. Yeah, you will see. 
All right, that's going to do it for this edition. Again, if you uh, don't listen to the program live, you miss it one day, here's what you need to do. Go to, go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, tune in, Spotify, all over the place, wherever you get your podcasts. That's where we're at. For producer tonight, Gabriel Sellers, I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive, presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Back tomorrow, do it all over again. Until then, good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.